1: Well, that's
2: good. We needed a bi-week pick-me-up, guys. And I thought, what better bi-week pick-me-up than Maxine Nightingale? Literally anything else. Maxine Nightingale, get right back where we started from. Anything else. The cheeriest song there has ever been. The most hockey song there
3: has ever been.
1: What? It's in Slapshot.
2: Slapshot's the most hockey movie there
4: ever was. That's also not true.
3: (laughs) You know, we, we make Bill sit through the intro a lot, so I can grant him this. Ugh. We know he doesn't like the intro, so Can okay, you stop
4: we... being nice? So good like evening, everybody. <laughs> and what You can't do it. <laughs> good
2: evening, everybody, and welcome to Broad Street Hockey Radio. That's right, BSH Radio. We are here in the beautiful Wildfire Wildfire Studios. I can talk a little bit today. And uh we're gonna try we're gonna try something a little different. Uh the Flyers are n- a team. N- not good. And we have, been, we have been basically complaining about the same things uh, for like months now. It just hasn't since the 10-game ten, ten winning streak ended. This team has basically been the same. So we thought we'd open it up to all of you. We have, we have, a, we have a voicemail line full of uh, genius fan comments. We have the best fans with the best effing sports opinions. And we're going to let you hear them in just a little bit. But let me introduce you to the panel first. My name is Bill Matz. I am your director of fun and games for the evening with me, as always, my broadcast partner in crime, Stephalicious D, Steph Driver.
4: Bill, I have to say, I used to start like screaming anytime a trade involving Ghost was mentioned. But at this point, I'm like, all right, fine. You know what? Send him somewhere where he's going to be appreciated because that's not here.
2: <laughs> oh, It's not here. It's it's one of those things where I just know someone's gonna have to go. So
4: let him let him thrive and be appreciated and get his ice time somewhere else because it's not happening here. I
3: I don't think this is a permanent thing. But I I I don't know. I I don't I don't think Go should be and I love I love Shane Gosper. I love watching him play. I don't think he should be untouchable, but I don't really think anybody on the team
1: should really be untouchable. Wayne <laughs> Simmons oh, and that? Ivan Provorov. Proverof.
3: Maybe Proveroff.
2: Wayne Simmons and Ivan Proveroff.
1: Chris Vandervelde is in fact untouchable. <laughs> well,
2: I mean, he is untouchable. That doesn't mean he should be untouchable. With us this week, a special guest, Joey Pierogis. I don't actually know you, last
1: <laughs> 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 it is. Thank you, Bill.
2: Nice to be here. <laughs> That's great. The fly by herself, Kelly Hinkle.
1: Hi, Bill. It is Monday, January 16th, the year of our Lord, 2017. Trade, Braden Shen. Thank you. <laughs> If if
2: nothing else, you're consistent. Yeah.
3: I like that.
1: Last but
2: not
3: least, Charlie O'Connor. You know, I don't have a problem with people begging... For the Flyers a call up like Travis Sanheim or Sam Moran. I get that. It makes sense. You, sure. You, you want, oh, let's give him a jolt. What bothers me is that people say, hey, let's call up like every single rookie known to man and throw him on the team because why not? Switch rosters, in my opinion. No okay. one does that. Like, the only team I can think of that actually has done that recently has been the Maple Leafs when they were like 30 points out of a playoff spot. No one does that when you're still in the running. And number two, like, a lot of a, what a coach has to do is teaching young guys, like, helping them transition to the NHL and learn what it's like to play in that game. You're not going to tell the coach, "Hey, I know you're already teaching two 19-year-olds or 20-year-olds, but hey, you're six more guys. Have fun." Like, no.
4: Is he teaching no. them? Is he I mean, doing there's, that? There's not enough room
1: in the
3: press box my, the to teach only, all of those guys the, at once.
4: The only <laughs> thing
2: the only thing I could counter with that Charlie is uh, the Flyers were bad last year, and then they brought in one rookie and became two, a playoff two, uh, team. Oh, so so if last you bring, year, so if you bring in so six, bring they'll, in win the six they'll win like the cup, and then like another cup and a half, maybe. I think, like that's, how math, th- yeah, I think score, that's how the math. Yeah, I think that's how the math works. Score
4: a goal, win the game, and then the Stanley Cup. That is how uh, math works.
2: the Flyers. Uh, I, I,
4: I want to take this
2: time just to point out a, 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 a small, a small, a small, a small pet peeve I have with the Flyers. Uh, with the Flyers off season, small. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty large. Sometimes I say the same thing over and over until I can remember what I want to say, Steph.
4: That's okay. Huh. I've, been, I've been
2: podcasting
4: you for, with you for a long time, Bill.
2: For the price of simply not signing Dale Weiss not signing Board Gordon, and waving Andrew McDonald to the minors where he belongs, the Flyers could have signed Eric Stahl, a guy with 15 goals and 24 assists, uh, a better point total than Captain Claude Giroux. Uh, I, I know if it doesn't work, you're in the Le Cavalier boat, but GMs are paid to be right. Get it right. Minnesota got it right. For $1.15 million more per season and one less year
3: than Dale Weiss, you could have a good player. I, I cannot argue with that. The the stall signing was great, and the thing with the stall signing was that it was it looked great. Even even if Stall wasn't scoring like this, it would still look great because he's getting paid basically like a high end third line center. And hey, what do, what do the Flyers need right now? Well, they could use a high end. They could use line a middle center. six center. Yeah, yeah. They could use one. And I mean, now he's playing like a. First line center, which makes the contract look amazing. But even if he was just doing what he did the previous year in Carolina, which was drive play and score, eh, okay, that would be great for a third line center. So, Bill, I'm 100 with you on this one. Wow, he was I on thought...
4: my fantasy team and I dropped him, so I feel like a dumbass. Wow, you're never gonna get that GM job. Oh, I'm. Yeah, you like the Flyers? Yeah. No, not very much right now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's uh that's the cue to kick to kick that segment into gear. Uh there's just been there's just been some some craziness about this team lately, and we're gonna get into all that before uh you know, before we go to the voicemails, but I just I guess we have to talk about first things first, we gotta talk about the Gostis Spare scratching. Because this was <laughs> okay. That, that, that <laughs> That's
3: all we have for BSC
2: training. <laughs> <laughs> Next no, that, I
3: might drop in my Joey.
4: <laughs> that was pretty wonderful. I, I I I'm effectively dead on the inside now. Like I feel no feelings about gossip bear being scratched again. <laughs> I think the team may be dead to me the coach may be dead to me I think it's the coach well, I don't if, think it's actually the team
3: if you listen to Goss' after Sunday's game I think he kind of has a similar feeling he's it's
4: dead, dead and also, inside we killed in him well you know what <clears throat> he's I, I heard I, I watched the interview and I saw a lot of people have that opinion and I don't actually think that Ghost is broken. All, like, no, I don't think he's broken. I just think like he's his in spirits. A really bad place I don't, right I don't think. I don't think his spirits are broken. <laughs> I actually think that he's like a real humble guy where he actually is team first and um, will do whatever it takes for the team to win. Is that sitting in the press box? Absolutely, the fuck not. Like there's no, there's no fucking way that's helping the that team win. But he can't say. I guess he can't say. This is bullshit. It's ridiculous
1: for me, in the, <laughs> right. me to be in the press box. But also, you kind of don't want him to even have the thought. Like, I want him to think, no, no, me helping the team is me on the ice. No, he should
2: be upset about yeah. it. Like, yeah. how he chooses to, like, say it out loud, that's up to him. And, right. you know, people, people get run out of town for saying stuff that doesn't matter at all all the time in this town anyway. Yeah. So, uh, you know, being humble, being a team first guy, fine. But I want him to be upset about this. There is... Uh, like, I've defended everything all year with Hackstall. I'm not going to try to defend this, but I will say every individual thing, except for playing Andrew McDonald, that's... I, you know.
0: See, what, what I don't really understand is you look at Ghost and he gets scratched, right, for, I guess you could say, playing bad. But Andrew McDonald is not, you know, there's, like, no accountability there. He's not getting scratched, and, you know, if you look at Ghost, like, from his standpoint, he's seeing this and this guy's not playing well. Why is he not getting the same punishment I'm not getting? It's if you look at
4: it's every infuriating.
2: if you look at every individual move in a vacuum, you can come up with a reason for it. But then when you look at the big picture, it just becomes like he's got Haxtell has no plan, and this is just kind of let's make up the standards as we go along.
3: Yeah, yeah like when you mentioned about Ghost. Like, I want Ghost to think that he shouldn't be out of the lineup. I, I sort of agree with that because I want him to have the confidence to believe that he's a good player. I don't want him to start start distrusting his game. The, the well, worst I, possible
2: thing I, he can I, do is start
3: thinking right, on to, the ice. To
4: play his game, he has yeah. to have confidence. At
3: the same time, though, I also don't want him sitting up in the press box, even, even if this is true. Even if it's true and the coach doesn't know what he's doing and the coach is doing a really bad job managing him. I don't want Ghost thinking that. Because I don't want Ghost losing faith in his coach. Because the bad thing for the Flyers if Ghost gets back on the ice and for the rest of this year is thinking, "Man, this guy's an idiot." Like I want him to be like, "Well, yes, there are things that I can improve on my game. I want to try to improve on those things." Do I think that those issues with his game are worth him being scratched? No, but I do want him to be taking this in as as positive of a way as he possibly can.
1: Well, let me ask you this: Do you think that Hackstall is trying to like? D. P. K. Subban Ghost? Like, do we, are we trying to get the creative out of him to get the chance oh taking out of him? I don't because think Because that would be so. really, really bad. And that's the I, I, thing. Is that is that, that, I, don't, I think that would be catastrophic. Going yeah.
2: Ghost is going to have holes in his game. No one ever said this guy right. was Duncan Keith. Like, no, he's, gonna he's have not. Problems.
1: He's P. K. Subban. And
2: it's not, it's <laughs> Eric not, Carlson. it's yeah. not Ghost's fault. That they don't have somebody better who can play the role that I guess they want him to play. Right. Because the rest of the D sucks. They want him to do a whole bunch of things he's incapable of. When his job is to produce points. Have the shots been going in this year? No. But I don't know what else he's supposed to do. Yes, his coverage needs to be better in the defensive zone. He needs to tighten up in the neutral zone. He needs to just... Be the electrifying player he was last year, but there is absolutely not a single goddamn thing he can do in the press box.
3: Yeah, and my big concern about this because we we went back and forth on this a few weeks ago when he got scratched the first time, uh, and when he's been you know re- relegated to third pair duty. He was players. better before he got scratched. He's been worse since then. Point is, is that. That you could say, and it clearly was like a message-sending scratch. It was, okay, well, we want you to be better. We want you to sit up in the press box for a game, look at what's going on, and get back on the ice and be better. And for a while he was, then things kind of went down again. What scares me about this one, and yeah, he came back in like a game later, but they also the team also played like utter crap against Boston, so they were probably going to bring him back in. What worries me about this scratch is it almost seemed like Hackstall actually looked at this situation and was like, yeah, I think Shane Bear is playing like the worst out of any of our defensemen right now, and we need to get Mark Streit back in. So, <laughs> Ghost, you're sitting now. It's like, okay, if it's a message sending scratch, I may not agree with it, but I at least get it. If if Haxel actually thinks that Bear has been worse than Andrew McDonald, then that 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 really scares me.
2: Part of it is role. It has a lot to. It's a lot the same situation as when Ghost came up last year. They didn't want to bring him up, but Mark Streit went down, and they said someone's got to run the top power play. And it's basically, they took Ghost out so they could put Stride well, in. and then scratched Delzato. Sure, right? Right? absolutely. I believe well, like, that's the right oh answer. But God. this coach seems to think I should sit
0: young players.
4: Well, if you're going to sit a young player, sit Brandon Manning
0: take like four penalties in the game.
4: It was, And they were bad penalties too. Oh, him
0: and out of that game. Yeah, Stick
4: and fractions. Oh God. It's I like, remember that game. Like, what, what a friggin nightmare. Like it, it did turn into a whole lot of ghost versus McDonald because you've got who could be arguably the best defenseman on the team and then you obviously pick the worst defenseman on the team and just make it an argument. But it could have been literally anybody else that got scratched and it wouldn't have been as maybe if it was Goudis, no, like Goudis, but like it wouldn't
3: no, you basically have Gutis, Proveroff and Bear are the three defensemen who you look at who can the, play well you look at on this yeah. team and you say they're the three defensemen I want on this team in three years when hopefully they're a cup contender everybody else is you know it's a fungible asset like Okay, it's great. You know, we got Brandon Manning. That's awesome. But like, does anybody expect that in three years Brandon Manning is gonna be playing over no. Philip Myers or Travis Sandheim? Like no, I, I certainly hope not. <laughs> oh
4: god. Oh god, I would die. <laughs> like that <laughs> would be the... it. I would throw myself in front of traffic like this. <laughs> but <laughs> that, that to, would to, be it.
3: To go into the numbers a little bit here, like I really think what's going on right now is that Ghost play driving has been really good. Like his course this year has been fifty four point four percent. It's been great, but his his all nice goals has been really bad he's been a, the, the worst on the defense 34.8 percent goals for a percentage and that's the big mistake thing like Pete, the coach watches him be on the ice for goals watches him blow a coverage and says this guy is a mess i we need to we need to fix him and this crazy is, that the defense didn't get fixed in that boston well, it, game it with him out of the lineup there's there's other issues <laughs> but this is where you have the disconnect between you know People that are into stats and people that aren't. The people that are into stats will look at Goss Bear and they say, "Okay, yeah, the goal numbers aren't going his way right now, but the the underlying process is sound. Yeah, he's not amazing in coverage, but the Flyers are out shooting teams when he's on the ice. Eventually, this is going to turn around." Whereas the other side says, "He's a mess. I'm watching him blow these coverages. He shouldn't be playing." Another thing too is that, and this, this is this is an, an example I'll, I'll give to show like why. If you really think about it, these stats do make some kind of sense. So, Shane Goss is probably while well, he's been on the ice this year, the Flyers have shot 4.6%. They, they've that scored on 4.6% of their shots. Okay? That's really low. When Nick Schultz has been on the ice, the Flyers have scored on 10.98% of their shots. Now, does anybody really think that Nick Schultz is doing more to help the offense when he's on the ice than Shane Goss Bear? No. It's just Nick Schultz has gotten lucky because he's happened to be on the ice when the Flyers have scored a lot of goals. And Goss Bear hasn't. Right. Like, this, 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 this isn't. This isn't rocket science. Like, sometimes the puck is not bouncing your way. That's hockey.
2: I especially appreciated uh, seeing the game on Sunday and how Gostas Bear got all those shifts with the Belmar line. Oh, yeah, that's going to help. We have a guy who struggles. We have a guy who struggles in the defensive end. Let's get him on the ice with a team who's going to be stuck there the entire time. Mm -hmm. I I just. It infuriates me because these are simple decisions. Put your best players in position to play their best. Which
4: is, it's it's a thing that drives me absolutely batshit. Like, th- this idea that, well, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, and we don't know what's going on in the locker room, and we don't know, and we don't know. Okay, but it's not unreasonable to expect a coach to put his best possible team on the ice and we've been talking about that all
1: year well that's the exactly thing. we've all accepted that this is not a team that's probably going to get very far get as that. it stands right now but they're not they're still not icing the best possible version of this probably shitty team. Except be better.
4: (laughs) And and we have, like, we're the ones that have to watch it. So, yes, I am going to complain because I have to watch the game so that I can talk about it once a week. Yeah. Every time we have one of these
1: things, one of these scratches, one of these line changes, there's always this discussion where it's like, well, you don't know what he's doing. You don't know his thought process. You're not an NHL coach. They're obviously smarter than you. But every single one of these decisions, as an aggregate over the course of a season, we can all look at them and say, no, these are bad. We don't bad. need to be NHL coaches no. to know that they're bad. Agreed. The results are bad. We're seeing that, and it, it's infuriating <laughs> when professionals like to act like everyone's just a jackass because they're criticizing an NHL coach. Right? Who like, might be a bad coach?
4: Who legitimately yeah, needs to be, be criticized? There have been bad coaches in the league before. They exist. That's,
1: that, that's been a thing. And right? the idea we've that, had that Bill had a couple, Barber never got another job. We've well, had people I mean, in this town slow down. We can have a talk about that. Bill Barber was a great coach. Bill Barber, four hundred and twenty <laughs> goals. But anyway, so. Oh, God, you just totally got me off track. I know, that's what I, I do. It. Bad coaches. As the host, Bad that's coaches. what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, so the idea that maybe a guy that got plucked out of college who worked for a school that attracts top talent who never actually won a championship while he was coaching. It's possible that that gamble is not going to pay off, and it's not a ridiculous thing to I love question that, you just that. Drop that in there. I'm sorry. Like it's not ridiculous for us to be questioning whether or not he's a good NHL coach.
4: No, and it's it's you know what. And it, there's also nothing wrong with saying, okay, well, he is the coach, so he does know more than I do sitting on my couch. There's nothing wrong with that either. Hey,
2: sometimes Charlie sits in incredibly uncomfortable chairs watching the games <laughs> <from> the <press> game, <laughs> but they've
3: but, gotten more comfortable
2: the this path, year. The Chairs are good. It's, it's the ones better. with the holes in them that are just ridiculous. Yeah, and they got rid of most of them. Yeah. So, well, oh, it's, good. It's, good. Better. it's oh, better. All right.
3: Ooh, we
2: Flyers organization looking up. Look looking up. Ah, well, that's because the
4: product on ice sucks.
2: Yeah, they got to put the money somewhere, I guess. It ain't <laughs> going to Eric Stoll. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's going to Andrew McDonald.
2: Yeah. Uh, so beyond the ghost scratching and just that, that just general asinine stuff.
1: I mean, the team has been bad. Yeah. No, they've been really oh my bad, God, like top to bottom. Bad. Yeah. It's, just there's no.
2: And that's when I, I wanted. When I look at, okay, I can't look at every move of his in a vacuum. I can't just look at the coach in a vacuum. When I take a step back, this is a guy who is just basically throwing everything he can against the wall because he can't get this team to perform two days in a row. I, I,
3: I do think that's a lot of it, and to a degree you get I'll that. I'll scratch Ghost tonight, and tomorrow he'll score a goal. I don't know. Yeah, but like like, <laughs> like, 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 To a degree you get it, but at the same time, as an NHL coach, like the easiest way to get out of a slump is to play your best players. Like it's not, it's not to start, you know, mixing and matching and saying, "Hey, well, you know what? Giroux on the top line didn't work, so let's play him with Belmar and Vandevelde. Like, no, there's, <laughs> yeah, there, there's, there's mixing oh things up and there's doing like crazy shit that just has no chance of working. And I, I worry that like this has just turned into a situation where they can't figure out a way to make it work, so they're just doing crazy shit and. That like slumps happen. I think that that's the thing that we do have to keep in mind is that like slumps happen. Teams play bad. Sometimes the percentages aren't going your way. Sometimes every breakdown goes in the back of the net. Really, this slump is not that much different than what happened at the beginning of the year, except for the fact that the team was scoring.
2: That's that's a bit huh. of a concern, is what well. when we when we talk about slumps, it seems as if this isn't a slump. The beginning of the year and right now is who they are. And the ten, 10 game winning streak, if it wasn't for that, I mean, they've got. Carolina has three games in hand on them, and they're only a game up on the freaking Hurricanes.
4: Oh, and we're or a point, out of point
2: the, up on the Hurricanes. When
4: we're out of the bye week, we're no longer in a no. position. No. Yeah. I don't even yeah. know if we are right now. No, I think we are. They're one point up on Carolina yeah, in, but, but, in the, but the but Metro.
3: Carolina's been rolling, there's no yeah. way they're not going to win at least one game this week. Damn but, it, Carolina. It's, it's so, Eric. Toronto yeah, thanks like, a you know, lot,
2: like Eric. Speaking, uh, Charlie, you mentioned crazy shit that's not going to work. I do have to give Dave Haxtell credit for something that I thought wasn't. Going to work at all. And it looks like it almost did, kinda. We Shen connect me. I thought that had no
3: chance. You know what? The the new strategy with Braid and Shen is like, let's just change his lines every three <laughs> games. Because it seems like the first couple times it works. And then like Well, it's been it working doesn't. for five
4: years, so. <laughs> <laughs>
3: like, oh yeah, okay, the first two or three games, it's great. And then teams are like, hey, wait, why is like you know, why is Wayne Simmons playing on line three? Oh, okay. Brayden Shen
2: is going to end up with 35
3: goals and three-quarters of this city is still going to be like, nah, he sucks. It's a, <laughs> no, no, no.
4: 80-85% <laughs> of the city. He's having
3: the most bizarre season because I broke it down. I think it was after the Vancouver Kelly races like, <laughs> He's on pace for a 55-point year, which would be his second-best year of his career. Totally worth the contract. 100% worth the contract if he's scoring 55 points in a season. He's going to get 40 of those points on the power play or... When there's an empty when net, six on four. or when there's three on three, like he only <laughs> scores when it's not five on five.
4: It's hey, amazing! It was not that long ago when Claude Giroux could not score five on five at home. At home, yeah, but, but he was getting assists. But I'm just, I'm net. just saying, it was not that long ago. Braden Shen is putting points on the no, board. It, he's putting goals and, in and the you, net. It's and, and happening. You
3: have to credit him. Like the production it, is there. No, if he scores fifty five points this year, he is more than worth his contract. It's just totally insane how he's
4: doing it. I'm I'm just saying. I've had it with the Shen hearsay. Hi, Stephanie. <laughs> Hello, my darling. <laughs> I've, I've had it. <laughs> he's scoring points the production is there it's a. It's weird
2: no on a team I would, that no one else is scoring I'm totally fine with Braden Shen right now he has, like, moved, he, 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 he has moved from the very top to the very bottom of my list of concerns like he, he is what he is <laughs> he, he, leads the, he has more power play goals than Alex
4: Ovechkin if if, if nobody is scoring in a game Braden Shen's gonna get the garbage goal at the end like if you haven't <laughs> if, avoid that shutout baby if you haven't scored in three games it'll be Braden Shen like maybe we've we have we've used the term power play specialist with Wayne Simmons, and I've behind the scenes done a lot of comparing Wayne Simmons and Braden Shen and the styles that they play and how they score. Um I, I Bill is making hand motions at me and I don't I could assume what they mean. Um
0: it's a
2: family
4: show you know we've called Wayne Simmons a power play specialist. I wouldn't call Braden Shen a power play specialist
2: but maybe? He absolutely is. I mean, that's the only time
4: he ever... <laughs> <laughs> but maybe? I don't, I don't know.
3: He's, yeah, he's a power play.
4: But I will say,
2: I will credit hackstall for another thing, finally. Uh, I was looking at the numbers of um, when how many power plays per game the Flyers were getting and like where it aligned with their lineups. Uh, you know who draws a lot of penalties? Nick Cousins. He does. You know what the Flyers need? Because he's need? a
4: pain in the ass. You know what the Flyers <laughs> yeah. need to win?
2: Power play opportunity helps. <laughs> yeah, like getting a guy like him back in the lineup. He's well, he creates for us, and he plays with grit, and he, he's good at drawing penalties. So what? Why wasn't he in the lineup, Dave? What? I got, I got, I just you got gotta a question.
1: Get, you got to get PEB some ice time.
2: I just had to play that because I had this soundboard open in front of me. That I can give amazing. this to you now, Steph. And I am
1: ashamed And uh,
2: of it. we're going to get to the voicemails because honestly, I've been trying to think about how to do a different show for like a month now because we've just been complaining about this damn coach and the crazy nonsense he comes up with. I think he has like the weirdest fever dreams. And yeah. That will work <laughs> and he wakes up and just starts like, "Yes!" Well, you know, before Freaking beautiful mind, stringing together on combinations <laughs> and
4: then by himself. Before we get into this, I do want to just kind of throw it back to you guys. I know we've talked about how Hextall just kind of lets his coaches and lets his guys do whatever they're going to do. But at one point, does he say this is ridiculous? Like the you need, power play? you need to reel it in because like, this is bullshit. Yeah, if
3: I don't know. Uh, we, this is all theory. Like we're all just theorizing of course,
4: what what hex because we don't have behind the scenes access. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> we're not insiders.
0: But we don't um, have blue check marks on Twitter. Oh, shut <laughs> up! Charlie
4: does. Charlie
2: does. <laughs> Pros
0: feel free to retweet.
1: Opinions
4: uh, <laughs> are verified correct. <laughs> cherry coke everywhere. <laughs> oh God! I wasn't expecting that.
3: I, 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 don't even, I don't even know where I was going with this.
4: Uh, we're not insiders, Dave oh, oh. Hextall. Dave, Dave Hextall. Oh, 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 oh Hextall. With Hextall, yeah. Like, like,
3: him. like if, if if there's a point where Ron Hextall is going to step in, it's probably around now. Yeah. Like not not only, not only is the team playing really bad, and not only are some of the decisions not. Justified by the numbers that I suspect Hextall looks at, um, it's also the fact that there's a week off. So, like, this is the perfect time for him to like have a meeting with his coach and be like, Yo, "Hey Dave, Dave,
1: what are you doing? Like, oh, what, what's what, what's what, the what the hell's going, going here? Happening?
3: Happening? Like, like, can, yeah. can you can you walk me through these decisions and tra- and like justify them to me and let's figure out if they actually make any sense? He's
2: got like a composition book of stuff. <laughs> just, like, just like we're gonna take this page by page." And you're going to explain it to me. (laughs) And if at the end, we're going to do, we're going to do, this is going to be a plus minus exercise. (laughs) If you're in the plus
4: at the end, you will continue to be the coach of this team. Then he starts game one. (laughs) It's 14 pages long. But yeah,
2: I've been trying to think of a way to do this show differently for a couple of weeks now because. it's it's Dave Hackstall. What are you doing? That's uh-huh. all we want to know. And uh, so I just opened it up to you after that this weekend from hell of Flyers hockey. The best thing that happened was a tie in the freaking alumni game. Uh,
4: the alumni game was amazing. I I, I I I'm sure it was. Well, we'll, we'll have Joe talk yeah. about that in a but, little bit. Uh,
2: so I opened it up to uh, we. It's actually our yelling about sports hotline that we made the yelling about the Flyers hotline for this week, and we wanted to hear from you, our loyal listeners.
4: So. This was a phenomenal experiment. We have... <laughs>
3: no, we should have done this a while ago.
4: Keep calling in. Yeah, thanks. Um, thanks so much for calling in, everyone. Yes, thank you for listening, and thank you for calling in. We've got way more voicemails than we can play in this hour, so we, we've we picked a handful. We will make the rest of them available. I think we should do that. Uh, them I'll, all figure out, on this I'll figure out how to, and we'll make the rest of them available, um, so... What's even better is that we use Google Voice, and watching Google Voice try and transcribe what <laughs> you guys are saying is—it's been the highlight of my weekend. Like there are so many asterisks, and um, just the one that I'm looking at right now, it translated Gossip Spear to off baguette. <laughs> like it's just, pretty close. It's my favorite defenseman. Of so, all time. with no further ado, I
3: am serious at the fact that Shane Goss uh, gets scratched, but Andrew McDonald
2: stays in the lineup somehow. And just, it blows my mind. Like, I literally want to cry every moment of every day. I just never understand it. Thank you for your time. And that's the thing that just drives everyone nuts, is that, okay, if you're going to tell me there are things Ghost needs to work on, I will accept that. But to consistently make the team worse on purpose by playing bad players over good players i i, I don't know how
3: Right.
4: Yeah. I, I also yeah. want to cry literally every moment <laughs> and, and, of every and, day. Moment. and I would even I
3: would even <clears throat> accept it. I wouldn't be happy, but I'd even accept it if McDonald was being used as the third pair defenseman who isn't getting much playing time, but you know, maybe they like him on the penalty kill because he is not that bad on the penalty kill and they think, Okay, well we give him the you know, the sixth most minutes on the team. They basically use him like they used Nick Schultz last year. But they're not. They're giving him the second most minutes and the third most minutes and the fourth most minutes. And sometimes they're giving him the most minutes of five on five. Like, it's insane that they, the coach clearly thinks this guy is a top four defenseman. And he's, he's not.
0: It's he's rid- just it's not. It's ridiculous. It's like he's also, like, even playing on the penalty kill, which is just, why? Why are you there? <laughs>
4: well, so he can score goals for the other team. Of course.
0: That, that deflection was sick. <laughs> it was a pretty oh, nice God, deflection. That, that deflection him, was man. sweet. Watching him, like, try to just clear the puck on a penalty kill is, it's sad. Painful? Painful. Mm-hmm. It makes me cry. Every day. Every every moment, every moment of every day? day. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Play the next one. Next one.
4: Sorry, we're loading. It's <laughs> my work computer.
2: Yeah, hey, John here. I just feel real defeated about the flyers recently. Like, on one hand, I'm losing my Obamacare, so I can't even buy prescription weed to get oh, I me over one. the loss that we suffered today. Uh, Bye, I guess. This might be the last
0: anyone ever hears from me.
4: This is how the Flyers make me feel on a regular basis. This is basis. what Dave
2: Hakstol has done to the to the to the angriest, meanest, most intimidating fan base in sports. He's turned us into a bunch of snowflakes.
4: Yeah. Like straight up. <laughs> well, I mean there's you a lot just, to be really to like- unhappy about. <laughs>
0: Put like all of these on like a disc and just send them the Dave Hacks to Dave Haxta, like look what you've done. Like look what you've done <laughs> to us. <laughs> look what Dave. you did
4: look to what us. You've done.
0: Autographs it sends it back to us. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Love
2: Dave. <laughs> all right. What Eddie? do we got next? I am so frustrated right now with this hockey team. They haven't won a playoff series in five years. They're keeping players with bad contracts, and yet look at the Toronto Maple Leafs. They gutted their team. They've got over twenty million in salary cap space. They have a franchise player and they're in much better position than the Flyers. And, oh, by the way, they've won all of one playoff series in five years, while the Flyers have won none. They better trade your own check before those contracts come back to bite them when the prospects get good. All right, I'll check you guys out later. And stop promoting the play, play
3: drivers. They don't win anything. Bye. See, this started out so good. And then it just like fell off a cliff. It took a real hard turn. (laughs) It really did. It took a real hard turn. We we went from, you know, just general frustration to trade Giroux and Voracek, which, okay, no. And then we went to play drivers are bad.
4: Okay. Well, okay. All right. So there's a couple things I want to break down on this one. (laughs) Okay. So, number one. I am also frustrated with this hockey team and the fact that they haven't won a playoff series since the Penguins way back when. And
2: that wasn't barely hockey. Like <laughs> was that, that wasn't barely that a was... sentence. But that wasn't.
4: Hockey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was that was a boxing match on ice. Is <laughs> essentially what that was. Um, I am also incredibly frustrated by that. The fact that we're looking at the Maple Leafs as how That's, to the fact that someone is a team, saying, like, a time look at alive. the Maple
2: Leafs in an unironic fashion yeah. is really disheartening.
4: And, And this is acknowledging that they're my second favorite team and I I I wanna carry I wanna carry around Mitch Marner in a backpack along with Travis Konechny. and just the two of them are just gonna be my backpack buddies and I (laughs) love it's the thing. I
2: think they outweigh you by a serious amount. (laughs) 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 Well, you
4: know what? We're in this world, (laughs) they're pocket size. Um, and I love Austin Matthews, but the fact that we're looking at them like this is a success. Like what world are we living in?
0: And that's how uh, have we fallen this far? I don't understand. (laughs) It's almost be you
4: almost look at
2: those teams and go because the flyers never tank and it's admirable that they don't they never get that one guy. Yeah, and like they were lucky to get Giroux and Konechny's going to be nice and Provorov at number seven is a great pick. But there's no Matthews. There's no
3: McDavid. But that there's just... so
1: few of them. Like you can't ex- you can't hang your success on getting yeah. And an an only reason
4: why Toronto got
3: Matthews was because they want a lottery. Like you can't bet. I mean yeah. Look at look at Buffalo. Buffalo did as much as they possibly could do to tank.
4: To There's get McDavid, to get
3: McDavid, and they got Eichel, and don't get me wrong, Eichel's good, but he's not as good as Matthews. He's certainly not as no, good as well, McDavid. Yeah, yeah, so like, is tanking a good idea? Yeah, if you get lucky. Who but...
4: was who was after Austin Matthews? I can't remember the top three picks. Patrick Chris Pronger, Lein.
3: who's very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're close, Scott. It's okay. Line a and then uh, then Dubois, yeah. and then uh, Pujarvi.
4: Okay, yeah. No, those are. You know, See, kind like, of worth we're tanking for.
0: I feel like like if the team started the tank, then people would still be pissed off. Like they'd still oh, find yeah. a reason to complain. Oh, I mean well, sure. you know, uh, uh-huh. we're the flyers. I but, mean. You know. Have
2: you listened to sports talk radio recently? I I <laughs> still you think- hear people complaining about the Sixers. Like, they got nothing after all this. Hold on. What?
4: Joe, what do you think we do here? Like yeah. here. Complain about sports. Um so there's more to this. So trade Giroux Worchak. Mm, mm, maybe. Them, sure, uh, mm, for something awesome. Maybe. The return would have to be there. It's probably too late to trade Giroux for anything yeah. that's worth...
3: Plus, yeah, plus Giroux has a no-trade or no-move. So well, like, like, I mean, like, Vor- Voracek at least doesn't have a you no-trade know, no or no-move, well, but to, to I, you, replace don't, you don't them, want to trade Voracek. No, to no. replace them,
4: they'd have to be replaced immediately in the lineup, and it, it, you're not going to get that back at yeah, this point.
2: Yeah. And especially at this point in the season when you're not going to be able to tank foreign. Like, right. You know, and, and then, you do that in the offseason... I'll accept
4: it maybe, I don't know. And then stop promoting the play drivers. So I don't know if people understand what play drivers are. So Charlie, in like nope. ten words, can you just kind of explain why it's a good thing?
3: So it's a good thing to drive play. Okay, with don't three tell- words like <laughs>
4: <count, guys. laughs>
3: Three if, words left. If probably. you drive, you drive shot differential, positive. you drive goal differential.
4: So explain in dumb terms what that means. <laughs> hey, well, because I was trying to stay under ten words. <laughs> oh
3: <laughs> <laughs> no! So if if you're driving, you know, if you're driving positive re- results on the shot side, if the team is generating more shots when you're on the ice than the other team, then over time that will result in the team scoring more goals than the other team, which is how you win games, which is how you become a good team.
4: Which means the puck is on your stick and not the other team's. Right, just think of driving
1: play as doing better than the other team. Yeah, I mean,
3: the whole reason why driving play matters isn't because we just think Corsi's a cool thing. It's because Corsi predicts future goal differential better than past goal differential. So a team that's outscoring their opponents like crazy, but is getting killed in the shot department, in the future they will probably play worse in their goal differential than a team that's been dominating in the shots part.
2: It's why when you've seen the flash-in-the-pan teams like Toronto to start a couple years ago and the Calgary team that even eventually ended up making the playoffs, people go, this isn't sustainable. And then it all collapses and everyone goes, what happened? Well, people people actually know exactly what happened. See. <laughs>
3: fuck the
4: flyers
2: <laughs>
3: brevity brevity still, man that's,
4: that that's why I knew that you wanted to say something Joe but I knew that that life. one was, was just
3: it
2: was just perfect <laughs> my
4: spirit animal whoever
2: that is I still would
4: <laughs> <laughs> Joe is there something you wanted to add before I cut you off oh no I forget oh sorry <laughs> all right let's move on to the next one the throat clear just at the beginning of that it was everything
1: um, about it I'm <clears> um, <throat>
4: stealing myself and, all right all right, we ready for this one? Yep.
1: Flyers
3: fans on Twitter act like losing or getting shut out embarrassingly is a new concept, and that once it happens, you need to wholesale fire everybody and just get a new fucking organization. Yeah, like that's a good idea. Trust the
2: coach who's, let's not trust the coach who's had
3: 10 winning seasons in North
2: Dakota, but you know, as soon as he stepped in the NHL, God forbid he had to break in his team his own way, but you know.
3: You guys know better considering the fact that, you know, you're professional hockey players or professional coaches. So, I mean, give the man a fucking chance. He's halfway through his second season. Jesus.
0: Yeah. That was Dave Hacksaw's son.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So I I will say that it's probably good that we we had a call like that because it is fair to look at this. On a, like from a higher level and basically look at it and say, okay, the Flyers aren't doing that bad this year. Granted, they're not performing as well as we want them to, as well as they sh- arguably should be doing, but it's not as if they're, you know, 15 games out of a playoff, 15 points out of a playoff spot. Like, they're still there, and they could easily turn this around. So... Yeah, we're frustrated. Yeah, I think we're justified in getting angry on these types of shows and getting angry on social media, but it's it's not over. I'm this not is... angry. I'm actually laughing. <laughs> no, I thought you were going to say this. I thought you were going to do the uh, the Hulk from the Avengers. I'm, I'm always
4: angry. <laughs> oh, no, that's me. <laughs> that's you. Okay.
3: But this has been a bad run, but a lot of it has been bad luck. Like, they're shooting below 5% since the streak ended. That's not going to keep going. And the goalies probably aren't going to keep saving less than that less than 90% of the shots of 5 on 5 like this is going to turn around however that doesn't change the fact that some of these mistakes and weird decisions that the coaches are making aren't you know, bad. They're they're legitimately worth criticizing. So there's a middle ground there, but I, I do think it's good that we had someone to come on and basically say. I think okay, it's hey, good. Chill out a little bit.
2: I think it's good that somebody bring up a uh, college success, a guy who 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 had uh, a lot of success at the D1 level,
4: ten winning seasons, and then
2: you know never won a national championship. But came to Philadelphia with much hoopla hmm. and had a very good oh, playoff wow. first season, hmm. oh, only to regress. Go back yeah. to college. So, yeah, we went there. <laughs> Maybe so you
4: should go back to college. Is it, I, I've been oh, I've been struggling with this a lot because
2: <laughs> there's I stole that from somebody on Twitter. I'm sure. But well,
4: because <laughs> I I I'm I'm like Dave Hackston. I'm done with him. But I don't know whether it's it's my knee jerk reaction from Chip PTSD. Like I think it might be.
3: I don't think and and. I could be wrong, but I don't get the impression the players are done with him nearly Did you watch nearly the same nearly game as much. As... No, I, I'm I'm just saying like Chip Kelly was at the point where most of his players just hated his guts. That's true. And and I don't get the impression that it's at least like a Claude Giroux or other <clears throat> members of the leadership are questioning Dave Haxel. How,
4: how do you think uh, Shane bear feels?
3: Gossesbear is, is is one where you wonder. But like I don't get the impression you still hear these guys talking about how we think how the systems are good. We just need to execute like this is not this doesn't strike me as a Chip Kelly situation where everyone just basically muting on the guy. I'm so glad I brought that up.
4: Um, How do you think Steve Mason feels like I know that this isn't something that we plan to talk about at all. But that's just another another guy who's been around for a while that has been overused. This is the other way. He's he's been overused. But but as a a goalie, though,
3: like. Here's the thing. You could say he's being overused, but as a goalie, you want to play. So,
1: I don't know know how he's feeling. I don't have a problem. I actually, I don't know if I'm the only one that has, like, zero problem with them playing the hell out of Steve Mason.
4: I'm 50%. I do,
1: just because
2: I know what happens to Steve Mason when he plays a ton of games. He looks great, and then he gets tired, and then this happens, and now his save percentage for the season. We are now halfway through January. Save percentage for the season is below 900 He's playing bad. The defense in front of him is atrocious. I will allow that forever. Yes, it is a fact. The six guys in front of him are bad. The forwards aren't helping either. But the goalie needs to be better. Oh, he's, uh, not, oh, he's not He's not saving 100%. enough shots.
3: 100%. You can't... I think what what frustrates me a lot about the Mason debates is it seems like it's, it's one or the other. It's either Steve yeah. Mason is awful, he's terrible, he needs to go, and then it's Steve Mason is actually great. And... You can believe that Steve Mason, over the course of his Philadelphia career prior to the season, has been actually great. And then also believe that Steve Mason this year has been actually terrible. Like you, you It don't... is, in fact, what I believe. Yeah, like, like,
4: <laughs> it's, it's just
3: a fact. Like He's been bad. Now, is he going to stay bad? I, I hope not, and the track record implies he won't. But again, goalies are weird. Maybe he will stay bad. One thing I will say, and this is something that, like, Didn't really seem to have a huge impact last year, but man, I wish he still had Jeff Reese around because it it, it, it seemed like whenever he would like start to fall back into bad habits, there was Jeff Reese to pick him up. And then I don't know. I still don't know what the heck happened there. I know there were reports that like Reese was angry at how Mace was being treated by Barubi, and that's why he left. And those were never really confirmed. But like, man, I wish they had him back because he seemed to really have his finger on the pulse about a fix Steve Mason. When this kind of shit was going on,
1: where'd he go again?
3: Dallas. Mm. Which I mean, it's not doing that good of a job in Dallas. <laughs> no. But like, the thing is, is sometimes you just like you have a goalie coach and a, and a coach, like a goalie coach and a goalie that, that just they've got together. the chemistry. Yeah, yeah. they just yeah. work together. And I mean, clearly Reese did a great job fixing Mason the first time.
1: Hextall. go get him back. Yeah, They're just throw money at him. You've got go, Comcast
4: money. Go get him back.
3: You know what I'm mad about? I'm mad that our coach.
2: Consistently benches his best players, and even when he doesn't, the fact that our best players are so shit, we have to deal with these fuckers who are just so terrible. It's embarrassing. It's a goddamn embarrassment. It really is. Now, the fact that Andrew McDonald has not been benched once this entire goddamn season, as far as I can remember, is, is an embarrassment. No wonder we're fighting for a playoff spot. It's no shock to me. Even if you play Ghost, Connect Me, uh, Povrov, etc., the team is so shallow.
3: It makes a puddle look like a fucking
4: ocean. That's all I have to say. I'm mad about sports. Goodbye. I'm mad about sports too. <laughs> all that, the
3: time. that really could like fit just our. Put that on like, my tombstone.
0: Like, yeah, <laughs> like, like I'm mad about, mad about
4: sports. He was mad about goodbye. Sports. Mad about goodbye. Sports. <laughs> just copy and
2: paste that description, and that's what we're gonna post tonight. <laughs> <and Snapchat.
4: laughs> that's gonna be the. Ti- that's gonna be our title. We're mad about sports. Actually, that's goodbye. Perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. How many more? Do we have any more? We've got two more.
2: Okay, let's hear them.
4: Give me a second. Yeah, the translation for that one, by the way, was by far the best. Okay. I don't know. You don't care.
3: <laughs> well, um, I love it already. <laughs> it's been kind of a confusing season for the Flyers. So I'm just going to uh, maybe say one thing. Uh, Dave Haxtall, stop. Just stop what you're doing. <laughs> Go enroll in like, college night classes. Figure out like how to use your mind. And then realize that what you're doing to despair is wrong. He's like a POW right now,
2: his own team. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, that is that, that is a goat right My there. biggest concern <laughs> with what he's doing with Goss despair. its not even that the team's worse when he's on, on off the ice because they suck anyway. But uh, if he gets too much in his own head, or if it yep. changes his game too much, or if it just like. The worst thing he can do is think out there. Just go yeah, be Shane bear Be the guy who just dominated at the Frozen Four. Be the guy who came up and was the most electric
3: player in the league for 64 games last season. Yeah, take like, crazy
1: chances that, that sometimes backfire. Yeah,
3: That's what we want you to do. I don't think, and this is just going by the way Ghost played after the first scratching. I don't think the instruction he's getting from Hackstall is to stop taking chances because that was my big concern after the first scratch. I was like, shit, are they going to try to make him into a conservative defenseman and take away everything that makes him good? Mm-hmm. He went back out there and pretty much played the exact same style that he was playing before, and you would think that that implies that the coach was not telling him to stop that. I believe I, I believe what's going on here is the coach is telling him you need to clean up your act in the defensive zone, which he does. The thing is, is that
4: he can't do that if he's not playing.
3: Well, number one, he can't do that if he's not playing. Number two, even even with him not being great in the defensive zone, he's still better than half the defense they're icing. He has he a chance have. of
2: scoring a goal, and the rest of them do not.
4: Well, <laughs> yeah. we said that about Belmar last <laughs> week, and <laughs> Belmar has had two goals <laughs> Nick since. Nick so Schultz going to have a hat trick. <laughs> <cycle. laughs> yeah, Who are we fixing this week? Oh, uh, uh,
1: Dave Haxtell. Yeah, I've been trying to fix Dave all
0: year. Hey, guys. It's Chris down here in Virginia. Uh, had a chance to witness yesterday's uh, debacle in I'm person.
2: Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not going to yell. I feel like yelling. I want to yell, but I'm not going to yell.
3: Thank you. <laughs> but I
2: want to know why. Why is this happening? And and I I don't want to hear, well, the defense is playing like crap. I, we know that. We see that. But, but why? 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 But, Dig a little deeper if we can. Uh, Please, guys, please help me understand this. Help me figure this out. Help me get through this week.
1: Thanks, guys. This is a
4: serious question. great question. Why is the Flyers? Chris in Virginia, I think that you are my spirit animal. Why? (laughs)
3: Why? Why? I think that that was my favorite. This
2: is a legitimate question. 82 games last season. Six-game playoff series. More than half of this season. Not a single guy has gotten better. Everybody looks completely lost especially in the defensive end. I think
4: Provorov has gotten better. I mean that's that's All a- right, but he came out that he's supposed incredible. to be a number one defense. Yeah, but yeah. I, he had a couple mistakes early but even I mean that's not saying much because he's a rookie. Like that's what you're supposed to do Everyone when you against Everyone
3: looks
0: lost in their own end. Michael Delzato has Oh,
4: what has happened? Just, <laughs> yikes. He
0: decided to give away that one goal, the first goal against Washington.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. he yeah. Like, yeah. just like yeah, went to, like, to
0: go clear the puck and like yeah. he just completely missed it and somehow passed it yeah it's just bad
3: yeah. How, why bad. are you bad why yeah, bad. Just bad. why 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 I will say ooh. this Bill like I know it feels like the sky is falling right now but this is kind of an arbitrary point to like Draw a line in the sand. I, I would rather evaluate if players have gotten worse under Hackstall at the end of this season because this is like the lowest of the low point of this year. Oh, I agree. You, you would hope that things could get I better. Like, I, I, I don't know if I can say to my if I can say, like, oh, you know, Shane Gossesbear has regressed. Maybe, but he, maybe he's also just going through a rough patch. And then by the end of the year, we're going to be saying, hey, he's great again.
2: I'm not even, when I say everyone's regressed, I'm like, there are players like Michael Delzato who I, at one point I thought was really good. Oh, yeah, and now I'm like, he cliff. sucks. Like, what happened to this guy? Just Ra- like Rangers like fans, we,
4: we understand but, now. Like, I'm looking at the
2: team as a whole. When the puck is in the defensive end, it's like none of them have ever been to practice before. Talking about practice.
4: we talking about practice? It looks like
2: there isn't a plan. The puck goes in the defensive end. The wingers are down low. The center's looking around up high. Like, no one has a clue. Both defensemen are behind the net. This shit shouldn't be happening. I went to a Clearview ice hockey game on Friday night. South Jersey ice hockey. Those guys knew what they were doing. Like, the coverages were right.
4: Well
3: (laughs) no, no, Bill, truthfully that like aside from the scratching and aside from the usage and whatnot, like that really is my biggest concern right now regarding Hackstall because those things, you know as we've said before, taken one by one, you can sort of justify everything to a degree. Or you can come up with an explanation for why everything is being done the way it's being done. But Dave Haxtall is supposed to be – that one of his strengths as a coach is supposed to be that he is a good teacher, that he has good systems, that he is good at teaching his team what to do Mm. and how to execute. And what's clearly happening right now is that they're not executing, and if this keeps up, you do have to ask the question, have we overrated his teaching ability? Because he must be trying to tell these guys what to do. And they're not doing it. And now, is that on the players? Yeah, to a degree, but it's also on the coach to communicate what they have to do in a better way. Because we know the vast majority of the players on this team are not bad. They may not be elite, but they're not bad. There's mm. maybe only three or four players in this team that I would call. There's no Joe up Flacco bad. out here, but so only yeah,
4: three or four. Yeah, I mean,
3: three or four that that get regularized time that I would put in, like the maybe shouldn't be playing in the NHL category. Four. Yeah.
4: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I like Schultz, McDonald, Van Belmar. Even and uh, Belmar's a yeah, yeah, but
3: Belmar, I, I I can understand why he's in the NHL. I just don't think he should be. Well, and even, fourth
4: line, I'm happy. You know what? I'm yeah. happy with Belmar. Fourth line. So three.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I I worry about the teaching. I worry about if this keeps going and there keep these mistakes keep happening and these breakdowns keep happening. Like, do we have to question his ability to communicate what he wants his players to do to his players? I that, already that, am. That that, that, wor- that worries yeah. me.
2: Yeah. All right, we we already touched on Mason. Uh, we're basically you know I, basically I actually, all in agreement there, right?
4: Yeah. No, yeah. I want to talk about the All Star Game, the the alumni game, the alumni, <laughs> the alumni game, alumni game. Oh, my game, because I watched it on TV and it reminded me that hockey is not all emotional pain and suffering. Like this no, is it's fun and good. no, and the players are sixty nine
2: years old and they're moving like sn- slugs out there. Or actually. you
4: know, excuse me, Sam Gagne and Danny Briere. Simone, Simone. What did what did I say? Sam. Sam Gagne. Wow. Gagne. I mean, it was
3: having a good
0: year. He (laughs) was having a good year.
4: Well, I have my fantasy team pulled up on my screen right now, and he's on there. My bad. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Um. And then having Bouché mic'd up in net, oh my God, like commentating while it, it was just
2: Boucher and Little are probably my two favorite incredible. Flyers of my lifetime. I love Little. Neil only Little. actually played so, like two games like, in the NHL.
1: Unspeakable <laughs> amounts of love for Neil Little. He's but one of my favorites ever.
4: Our Joe was there. Tell us, tell us about the experience.
0: Um, it was definitely memorable. Now, I went to the uh, 2012 uh, alumni game, too, which was mm. fantastic. That was that the coolest thing I've ever... That was the I've game ever... where, where Windross like, yeah. kind of made his return to the city, and he got like that five-minute standing ovation. Uh, it was
2: like a... That was like the great... We're sorry. We love you. <laughs> and you're back, so you Forgive love us, us too. It's all good, man. It's all, we all screwed up. Like, we all screwed up.
0: But, uh, no, especially somebody like me who didn't have a chance to watch guys like, you know, Bobby Clark or even Eric Lindros, guys like that in their prime, just to see them skate, it's really something Chris memorable. Joe's like
2: 14 years old.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, he's actually my son. He's a small child. <laughs>
0: But no it, it's really just it was memorable to be able to see guys like that in uh, especially at the end of the game where um what's his name Tyler Kennedy decided that he just like wanted to to tie the game just just to be an ass like he's like you know I'm just Because gonna... he's a
4: penguin exactly. and he yes, he's Tyler Is Kennedy. he actually retired? We don't know. He
1: retired
0: what? 2 weeks ago and, and I
1: saw was, him come out and I was like wait does he yeah, playing hockey like, right now? What's yeah.
0: happening? Like he played last year with New Jersey but uh no, like he just decided there was like what three minutes left, and he just went down the wing and just sniped the goal on Boosh, like just to be an asshole, just to be a dick. But then it's funny because Lindros's line came out. Him and Leclerc just looked like two men on a mission, <laughs> yeah. just trying to score. It, it was that was honestly fantastic. Just seeing them two, just like when the Legion of Doom got their very first shift. Oh yeah, I was like. If these guys like had
2: oxygen tanks, they could have kept the puck for sixty minutes. Oh, Michael! They're like, yeah, we ain't coming off. Like,
3: slipping everywhere. They
1: could have just had they, the puck. They cold were quick. Game. They oh, looked yeah. awesome. Yeah. I, like, I'd, I'd like no make... steps were lost.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I, like at age forty-seven, Eric Desjardins is a better skater than more than half of the Flyers' defense. right now. <laughs>
4: yeah. a, a solid four, five.
0: <laughs> I'd like to see him and Nick Schultz just kind of like race. Um, Do you really, though? <laughs> like,
4: <laughs> we don't want to embarrass Nick. Is that really a thing we want? No, it was it was enjoyable for me to watch on my TV and just the personalities. Like they're all having fun. Like this is supposed to be a fun thing. Was it
2: Brad Marsh who tweeted the picture of his trunk? 40, uh, yeah, 40, yeah. 40 yeah. cases of, yeah. of hat like,
4: Yeah, yeah. Like, like, now ready. we're ready for the, for the, for the locker game, game for just, the locker room like it yeah. was like this is supposed to be fun and I know a lot of people myself included have felt like this is not fun like this is a chore to watch like this is something we have to do I'm like, it sucks. It yeah, like, sucks. I sat to down feel and watched way. the
2: Sixers game today just to like enjoy sports. I don't I know. Like, this, yeah. is, this, is, they this, want... this is enjoyment, huh? I, this is what this feels like. It feels warm inside. They're actually good. Not like liquor, like good warm. <laughs>
4: <laughs> not, not like not it might come up again not, later. Not an angry warm. <laughs> uh,
2: so, we. we <laughs> Steph's lost it. <laughs> We uh, this has we, been the best show. Ever. So this is the bye week. Uh, thanks for joining us, everyone. It's it's therapy for all of us, honestly. We with... have
4: many minutes left. No, William. I know. I'm
2: I'm getting to this next. Oh, time. I'm the sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, but a lot of we've had discussions about maybe now Hextall makes a move at the deadline. It doesn't, or at the during the bye week with the week off, it hasn't been his thing to make an impact move. So should we
3: expect it? No, no. Yeah, I, I wouldn't expect it. it. It's possible, but I certainly wouldn't expect it.
4: Should I we... I heard. I'm sorry, I cut you off. If
3: Ed Snyder was still alive, I would expect. It. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if Paul Holmgren was the GM, I would. I would just be
1: <laughs> It would have happened out. two yeah. weeks
0: ago. <laughs> yeah, so you just trade Braden Colburn at like 3 a.m. again, and like everything will be fine.
4: So I heard, oh. and I didn't actually listen or read the transcript of this interview that Hextall gave today or yesterday, but apparently it sounded like he didn't exactly say no like he, and as emphatically as one would have expected him to, like it wasn't a absolute no. We're not going to make a trade, and we're not going to call up the, the babies. He's got I, an I, unlimited I
3: phone plan for a reason. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I think that was more, and I, I kind of glanced just through it but I think that was more towards call-ups okay usually he's very much like there's no way I'm going to call anybody up you know we're happy with him in the AHL and he seemed to like well maybe like you know we'll we'll, we'll evaluate it and bring me all of the the obvious the obvious one is Sanheim I mean Sanheim is killing it right now speaking
2: of killing my large adult Sam Moran might actually. They need to bring well, he's, him up he's to the NHL. They need to seriously. bring him up to the NHL and play against men because he's going to hurt somebody. He's literally. He's going to seriously people. murder someone out yeah. there.
4: I, I love, love him. Oh, I, I, I love him. Uh, I can't gotta settle wait. down the, a the two, little bit. No, be the, meaner. All right. The two of them. You know who's going to replace Break Andrew McDonald throat. on the PK? It's going to be Samiram. Oh, well, imagine that.
3: <laughs> like, like in all honesty, and I don't know if this is possible. Um, just because when when you make a trade, you need somebody else who also wants to make a trade with you <laughs> yeah that's <laughs>
4: imagine that yeah, what you know? how it
3: works? but like <laughs> I the think so. the dream move for me in all honesty for the flyers right now would be if they could if they could move delzado <laughs> if they could move delzado and get something of value back for him, whether it's a prospect, or whether it's a pick, and then call up Sanheim. are you
2: place. saying delzado, Lawton, and hag for Duchesne? oh yeah, that-
3: and the Ooh. third bill
0: bill don't forget the third the third, yeah, the third you gotta them. throw
3: a third in. no no, no but no, but seriously because I <laughs> When it comes down to with Delzato this year, he's been really bad, and I find it hard to believe that Sanheim could not be worse. <laughs> and and, and, you know. and I and I think the upside for what Sanheim could possibly deliver is high enough that if you have decided you're not going to re-sign Delzato, this might be the time to think about moving him, especially because I don't really think Sanheim. I, I don't think it's out of the question Sanheim could at least deliver what Delzato has delivered this year. And I, it's not. I, I, don't like, think, I don't think it's going to happen, but that would kind of be my dream buy week.
4: Well, you know, in, in the beginning of the season. I kind of had the same mindset where, all right, well, he's either going to walk at the end of the year and we're going to lose him <clears throat> or we'll need to extend him for way too much money, more than what he's worth. So let's let's trade him. And then after the first couple of weeks, it was, all right, well, if we're going to make a playoff run, if we're going to try and get anywhere in the playoffs, I'd like to have Delzato in the lineup. But right now with the way that he's playing – No. I'm back to let's try and move him. Yeah, well you don't
3: like he's not providing (coughs) much in the way of positive play. No. And the only you say that so so politely Which is the
4: best time to trade him. Well the the only
3: (laughs) the only justification towards keeping Delzado in the lineup is basically, well, what else are we gonna do? Play Nick Schultz? Yeah. Like, like that's really the justification to keep D'Alzato in the I lineup right die. now is that okay well Sports I night. guess I'd rather have Delzado in the lineup than McDonald and I certainly rather have Delzado in the lineup than Schultz. So like okay I guess D'Alzato stays but it's not because he's been playing well.
4: No. No, but I mean he brings more to the team than Schultz. I could see yeah.
3: waiting if the
4: Flyers Sometimes.
3: are if the Flyers are going
2: to go into sell mode. I can see yeah. waiting a couple a couple of games or even a week or two after to see if the season goes that way organically. And that's the thing I don't If want, things fall yeah. apart, if they continue to look this bad, get rid of everyone. Oh yeah, then you sell yeah. I mean, not, I'm not saying sell off Drew and Vorge. I'm just saying the expiring contract. Anyone, anyone yeah. someone calls and makes a reasonable offer oh, about, yeah. you have to listen and probably do Start it. Start taking every
3: call. W- this
2: team needs assets. There aren't enough really good players.
3: No, and and any trades that Hexall were to make during this bye week, and I don't think he's gonna make a trade in the end. I, I think he's he's no, a, I think a patient. GM I don't think he's going to make a make a move but any trade he makes during this week is not a selling move. Like even even the idea No, I had it's was, a shake it up and yeah, let's see what we can yeah, get. I mean, even yeah, even the idea that I had about Delzato, like that's not a selling move. That's basically saying Delzotto is playing like garbage. We're not going to sign him back and we think Sandheim can do at least what Delzado has done. Like that's a ab- at least a lateral move, if not trying to upgrade. It's Matt. not a
2: stretch on Sandheim because it's not like they drafted him last year. You know, like he's been in the organization a while. It's not a stretch to say we want to see
3: him now. Sandheim? yeah, he's twenty one. He's, he's he's a year. Yeah, he's twenty one.
4: He, what he played two years? Well, he,
3: well, no, he played the years in the uh, in juniors in, in WHL. This is his first year in the A. Yeah,
4: but was it two years in juniors or just one?
3: Well, I mean, multiple years after we drafted him. After we drafted him, two years.
4: Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah.
2: He was 2014, right? Uh,
3: 2014? Yeah. yeah the draft was that was here. Yeah, he was 2014. Yes. Uh, okay, that's what so I thought. So two years, and then this is his first year. Uh,
2: what AHL. is this note, oh my God, we have to plug Charlie on TV tomorrow?
4: Our Charles, Char- Our little Charlie, Charlie O'Connor, O'Connor <laughs> is going to be on Breakfast on Broad <gasps> tomorrow morning. At what time?
3: Uh, 7.30. I think it's maybe a little after 7.30, but around the 7.30 time.
4: Breakfast on Broad with all of our friends over at CSN seven thirty. I don't know what channel. I think one of the Comcast channels. channels. Network. Check your local local listing. CSN. Maybe I don't know. It's one
3: of the two.
4: CSN is the is the more popular one. So everybody watch Charlie. He's going to talk about advanced stats. He's wonderful and he's much nicer than any of us. And like
2: since we're giving them the rub of you know the Broad Street Hockey name. It would only be right for one of them to join us at that, some that, point, cool. right, like Sarah Baker yeah, can probably, we make on the we could, yeah, we can Sarah Baker should show. probably join us at some point I think Sarah would I think she would, yeah, make it happen, guys, all right you know that's that's my those are my marching orders for the week, <laughs> <laughs> make it so, oh well,
4: and well, was, if Bill says so. <laughs>
2: That's all the time we have for you this week. That was another fast hour, guys. You got us through our therapy session. I think the five of us and everyone listening, Flyers Universe, we got through this together. Uh, Screw it. Have a great week, Philly. Enjoy the bye week.
0: Are you ready to talk?